0: Mitchell, Indiana, built as a railroad town in the 1800s, it saw its heyday before it even became an incorporated town. Today, with a population under 4,000, you would think it could only offer what any small town in Middle America could. Instead, within its borders lies a mysterious home with a past you would never expect. I'm Christina. And I'm Kristen. And today on the Real Crime Podcast, we will be telling you all about the haunted history of the Whispers Estate of Mitchell, Indiana. Unassuming house from the road, but filled with terror and tragedy. In fact, this home has so much buzz that if you ask any Hoosier, they'll tell you it's the most haunted place in Indiana. Except that one guy whose, like, travel review just Mm -hmm. said FAKE in all caps. He really didn't like (laughs) it. (laughs) No, I was like, man, he didn't have the experience he paid for. Uh, It's pretty interesting. Now, this is one... That I had never heard of, which I found kind of interesting and just sort of stumbled upon through one of my many late night true crime TV experiences. Exactly. Exactly. Plus, it's spooky season, so I'm all about that haunted stuff. So, this home is so named because of the whispers that can be heard in its halls. The Whisper's Estate was built around 1894, which were the earliest records that they found, and owned by Dr. George and Sarah White. The first owners then sold the house to Dr. John and Jesse Gibbons. So John and Jesse, unable to have children of their own, adopted at least three children in their time in the house. The first floor served as an office for Dr. Gibbons, and given the time period and nature of medicine in the area, in the era, it's likely that many of his ill patients did not survive. It's also possible that many died in the house as well. He was well known in the area and actually practiced medicine for 26 years there. He was
1: not well known in a good way, though.
0: Oh, good. Fun. Okay. That's he always was, a good like, time.
1: the bad doctor. Oh, my God. I, like, I couldn't find anything that he did, like, experiments or anything, like, right. nothing like that, but he was just not a good doctor. I guess a lot <laughs>
0: of people died, and, like, when we get a little deeper into it, like, there's things where I'm, like, damn, okay, some stuff happened in this house <laughs> for sure. So, at this point, we're talking 1901 to 1927, and, again, this is, like, times of great horrible illnesses and like really awful medical choices um weren't they still like bloodletting in the early 1900s sort of thing i have no idea when that stopped all i know is that turn of the century when like the tv outbreaks happened and stuff like that the tuberculosis outbreaks happened I thought you said tv <laughs> like tv <laughs> like television, television. <laughs> <laughs> what when, when that plague television <laughs> hit us you know no, and the the TV outbreaks hit. It's like they basically went back to the hardcore olden days and they were doing crazy crazy stuff and burying people with bells and everything. I mean, they didn't really know what to do. No, I mean, that's fair. That's fair because there was Science no medicine wasn't, like, advanced. Mm, fair, super fair. So the tragedies that occurred to the family directly are known and truly horrific. The Gibbons, who had three adopted children and loved them deeply, would see awful circumstances surround them in their time in the home. Rachel, which I've actually seen spelled two different ways in researching, almost like a Rachel and Rachel. So well, the one's
1: a European way of spelling it.
0: Oh, okay. Well, that's the one fair. with the AE. With the AE. I had no idea. So Rachel was 10 years old when she, like, any 10-year-old, decided to sneak downstairs on Christmas morning. She was overwhelmed by all of the presents placed near and around the fireplace. While searching through the gifts, her nightgown caught fire. The entire front parlor was engulfed in flames. It's hard to know that they it, like whether or not they would have had running water in the home at this point to put out the flames because this was a time period where some homes would and some homes wouldn't Um, and it, I didn't find reference but obviously they're now dealing with a situation where the flames are only going to pick up on all that fabric that they used I mean like they would wallpaper their walls in fabric and so it's going up like everything is going to burn and The home like this, the the flames just ran through very quickly. Rachel was also engulfed in those flames and badly burned. She survived for the next two days in an upstairs bedroom, but died from her injuries there in the home on December 27th.
1: That's a really sad Christmas.
0: I can't even imagine. Like, basically losing a, a, a section of the house and your child all in one fell swoop. Not in that really order. thinking about the house. Okay, not in that order. I'm just... <laughs> I was
1: just thinking, like, obviously losing the child. That's the, the most child, tragic part. We we'll have was to so refill that part. Oh, it's going to
0: be so drafty all winter. Now, <laughs> I'm a real dirtbag. No. Uh, <laughs> so then... Their 10 month old infant daughter became incredibly ill and died from what was later thought to be cot death. Now, cot death is like now referred to as SIDS, which is sudden infant death syndrome. But what I find interesting is they did say that she became ill and then died from cot death. And that's not how that happened. Exactly. And SIDS is sudden, it's sudden infant right. death syndrome. So there is no.
1: Maybe they just used that as an excuse because the father was a doctor and And couldn't figure it out. Right.
0: Absolutely. So, And that's absolutely possible. A bad doctor. Yeah, a really bad doctor. So there's really, to this day, no understanding in the medical community as to why SIDS occurs. But at any time to any family, it's a tragedy. And the child's cot was located in the primary bedroom. In that same bedroom, Dr. Gibbons would treat his own wife with a bout of double pneumonia. So this happens when an infection negatively impacts both of the lungs at the same time. Today, it can be treated very simply with antibiotics or antivirals and rest. But in the early 1900s, The survival rates were much lower, essentially suffocating the patient slowly until their bodies do not have enough oxygen to function.
1: That is terrifying to think about.
0: It's literally like drowning in your bed. Like, just think about it. Like, you're just unable to breathe. So, like,
1: three of the worst ways to die, I think, are engulfed in flames. Yeah, for sure. Slowly burning to death.
0: Mm,
1: Not um, good. Drowning. Yeah. And being buried alive. Oh, so this family, a- drowning aside, has pretty much all of them. I well, mean, not buried alive. But, I was
0: going to say, and buried alive, but aside, suffocated. Too, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. suffocated. Uh, absolutely, to death. absolutely, awful, absolutely awful. So, at this point, Jessie died only two weeks after the death of her infant, mind you there in the same room where her child had suddenly passed and the fact that she had double pneumonia double pneumonia usually like you don't just wake up with it one morning it stems from something and so i'm assuming that whatever she had the child had as well and they likely both were negatively impacted because it was so close together yeah but you know, who am I and rewriting that would make history? Sense.
1: You know, the the mom survived a little longer because right, you know, she was not stronger. A
0: exactly. She wasn't 10 months old. Dr. Gibbons had to live with the guilt of not being able to save the lives of two of his children and his wife, all while treating his patients and raising his one remaining child. And I heard very little, if anything, mentioned about this surviving child. I guess because this child survived, they're like, meh, we don't need to talk about it. But I thought that was kind of strange it is strange because we hear about the father right exactly so it's kind of bizarre um so after the gibbons ownership there were actually additional tragedies in the late 1950s and early 1960s there was actually a report of a man dying in an upstairs bathroom however i couldn't find his cause of death As well as a young boy falling down the stairs, like the front stairs, to his death. So he basically rolled down the stairs and likely broke his neck or or fractured a skull or something along those lines. Do we know if he died, like, there? there, Or if Um, he died later on? Very, very limited details on this.
1: I I mean... Just based on, like, the ghost aspect um, for this case, I would have to assume he died there.
0: I'm assuming that everybody died in this joint because, like... There's so much stuff. I don't know if you listen to any of like the EVP recordings and stuff from different ghost hunters that have gone in, but it's literally like you're in a crowded room and people are talking all around you. It's That's really crazy. disturbing. It's I weird. was planning
1: on watching the Ghost
0: Adventures because mm-hmm. I assume they go there. I didn't watch the Ghost Adventures. No. You're not going to get me to watch I, I that No. I didn't. <laughs> I'm like, I'm
1: not going to do it. I can't. I, I came home after a long day and I was like, yeah, I'm going to watch the Ghost Adventures of this episode. I just assume there is one. I didn't even check. Oh, but there must be. They have like 15 seasons. Yeah. Yeah, that's no, true. It's true. I walked in and I was like, yeah, no, there's no way I'm going to be sitting down and listening to him or watching him.
0: Yeah. For, for anybody who's curious, we um, or any of our newer listeners who aren't fully aware already, we have, like, a deep, deep hatred for Zach Baggins, who is the, the guy from Ghost Hunter. I wouldn't call or, it hatred. Right? Ghost Adventures.
1: What, whatever. Everyone, I don't know. The what, annoying whatever guy we're... that is not know-it-all.
0: Yeah. Uh, he's awful. Who's always, like, calling demons. And I it's like, oh, my God, what really am I really can't stand him. No. No, he's just the worst. He's the worst. All right. That was a... And we're back. We're <laughs> back. We
1: yeah, keep talking about him on this show. Sorry, that was my bad I brought it up. It's totally cool.
0: It's totally cool. I just like the fact that it was almost like we just had a commercial break to talk about our hatred <laughs> of Zach Baggins. And now we're back. We're back. So in 2006, an owner purchased the property after it sat vacant for some time. The home needed a full restoration. During that time of restoration, a series of strange events began in the home. As time passed, the activity actually increased Leading to the name Whispers Estates. And now I would like to just note, because a lot of people have asked me this, and it's like when you're dealing with a vacant home, even though no one's in there and they're not like messing it up, there's just, it's it's like this whole concept of if you put a rope, like a length of rope past, I think it's like three feet or something, into a box, it's going to get tangled which is a really odd thing. like even if the box never moves, even if nobody touches it, it just sits there, it's gonna get tangled. And there's something about vacant homes where even if no one is in there, all the little critters from outside find their way in. They do weird amounts of destructive damage. If anyone says vacant
1: home to me, I picture raccoons raccoons living in it, living in it. Yeah. yeah, and so- destroying everything. Taking down walls.
0: This house that we're in right now, this house sat vacant for at least a year before we purchased it, and it was in foreclosure, so probably longer. And the basic maintenance that's required on a home in, let's say, even just one year, like full four seasons – if you don't do that, it is amazing the destruction that can occur. Um, and it was wild. I mean, like the stuff that we had to repair that we never even would have thought of. And the number of mice that had moved into oh, this bet. house. They were everywhere. Like, not cute, by the time though. we got here. But what's that? They're cute, though. Oh, they're adorable. Did you they're... take one as a pet? No, I know no, you didn't. No, I didn't. I think I would have. I we have had little field mice like in our yard and i've been tempted to just be like you live with us now and i love you but we've not outside of the one basement mouse that was very brazen he would sit on top of the brick wall in the basement and just stare at cole while cole (laughs) stared back at him and uh, outside of him that's the only mouse i've ever seen in this house we've just found like evidence that they lived here prior to us So so poop Is that what you mean? Yes. Yes. Thank you, Kristen. (laughs) That was so eloquently put. I appreciate it. No problem. That's what I'm here for. (laughs) So back to the whispers. Again. (laughs) Again. From the front parlor to the second floor, visitors to the home have reported hearing Rachel run around the home up and down the stairs. In the primary bedroom, the scent of baby powder and muffled screams can be heard even when nothing is upstairs. In the place where Jesse died from double pneumonia, guests have reported waking to the feeling of labored breathing or even coughing. Some have reported feeling as if an invisible force was sitting on their chest. No, thank you. I'm um, good. Not staying there. The closet door handle jiggles with ferocity, then stops. Moments later, the closet door pops open with ease. Oh, didn't um, a
1: contractor die in that closet? I heard that.
0: Oh, fun. I didn't
1: hear that. Super possible. And I think that's why the, the closet is a thing. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Like from a heart attack or something. Jesus. Maybe I'm making that part up.
0: I don't know. I'm going to go with it. Someone Let's start died that in rumor. The closet. She's spilling tea and I'm drinking it. It's fine. So as many as like five occurrences in a row have been reported with this closet door. So like someone is standing in front of the door. It jiggles, pops open. Someone closes it. And then it, like the process repeats, it jiggles and pops open again. So as many as five times a row in just a few minutes, that's, and it's all happening directly in front of you, which is nuts. So once the activity was discovered, a number of paranormal investigators came through the property. I, as I was saying, I've listened to some of the recordings and honestly, you would think that it was recorded in a room full of people. These are like the chattiest ghosts I've ever heard (laughs) in my life. In the backyard, it's actually believed that there are four individual graves, as well as a mass grave, which was used to dispose of bodies, limbs, fetuses, organs, and the like during that doctor's 26-year career. That's definitely where I would put discarded body parts. Obviously. And then garden right over it, right? Absolutely. I don't know. I look Gross.
1: That's serial killer stuff.
0: I know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe
1: I assume it was much different.
0: Well, yeah. Now, like
1: 20 something years ago.
0: I mean, but you figure you figure like in the 1900s, if they had to amputate your arm, like they're not sending you home with the arm. You know, they're they're just throwing it in the trash. Like, I don't know.
1: No biohazard existed, I guess. No,
0: definitely not.
1: <laughs> definitely just, not. just going to bury that in my backyard. Exactly. It,
0: seems, I, it just still seems strange. I would probably at least buy an empty lot and like make that the, the body part pit or something. something. It's weird. It's definitely weird. I, it's, I don't know what the circumstances were. Now, from the front porch to the attic, psychics who have come to the property have actually reported a vortex or portal in the home. Don't like that. Nope. Now <laughs> we actually covered and visited a space that had a portal, and that was insane. Yeah. If you remember, if you go all the way back, we have one of our earlier episodes. I think it was from- like
1: episode six or something. Yeah. And I only know that because I was just talking about it. Oh, with how my coworkers, funny! Like two days ago.
0: So we went to the Twisted Vine, which is in Derby. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a restaurant now, but uh, back in the day, it was um, a bank. It was a bank, but then they also shut it down during the like river flooding and stuff because they had to store dead bodies in so- there <laughs> and then- <laughs>
1: random, uh, whatever
0: it was, it so was like, weird. <laughs> we just got to use this to store the dead bodies. Sorry guys. You're just the most convenient location. And we went into the attic and I mean the photos and stuff, like I still have some, I could probably repost them from like back in the day, but, uh, there was orbs everywhere and it's crazy like there's definitely something going on in there and we're not um, the only ones who have experienced weird stuff.
1: Rachel had to go touch the wall that was supposed to be right. the portal and I was like what are you doing? Right like
0: <laughs> the guy who was giving us because we ended up getting this like private tour when he found out that we do this podcast and so they take us up to the attic and what have you where this apparent like Hell portal is and Rachel's just like, Cool, cool, cool. Can I go rub my body on it? And we're like, No, don't do that. And Rachel, by the way, this we're talking about Kristen's wife, Rachel, because there's a Rachel in the story. She's just spelled EL. Exactly. We didn't bring not Rachel. No, we did not bring Rachel with us. So they've got this portal, which is absolutely insane. And some guests who have stayed for any amount of time in the home on the third floor have actually reported something or someone attempting to get in in the middle of the night so when they rush to the door to see who's there it's just like an empty dark hall and there's there's something that's so much creepier about that than i care to give i don't know yeah yeah comfort too it's just it's really disturbing
1: um, so, can we pop back to the closet for a second? Let's go. Let's go. Okay, because I talked to me about the contractor with the heart, heart attack. Figure this out. Okay, I don't want to sound like an idiot. You know, for all those listeners. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I guess in the 1950s there was a special needs boy named Gary that lived there with his father. God. And Gary died in the home, but um, the father went back to like clean out the closet and get some of his stuff. And that's where he
0: had the heart attack. So it was the father of the boy that lived there. Was Gary the one who fell down the stairs? Oh, maybe. And died? It doesn't say. Because I did not find, I did not find a name attached to. It was just that a young boy in the 1950s fell down the front stairs and died.
1: That would make sense then because this was the 1950s. Uh. Oh, all right. So right after that, his father died in the closet.
0: Awesome. Of a heart attack. That's literally, there's, okay, the other thing is way too many, like an unnatural number of people have just died from, like, some Final Destination shit in this house, and it's uncool. I don't like it. No. Because you figure, like, think about it. Was the, was the little girl, like, standing in the fireplace, or did, like, enough embers, like, come off and spark her dress? Like, like... How flammable was this nightgown? Right, exactly. It's kind of nuts. So something else that's been seen throughout the house on separate occasions is Big Black. That's the name that was given to an entity that is not of this world. It's actually most commonly encountered in the doctor's old office space, but has been seen throughout the rest of the home on occasion. Now, this is not a place that I would go into the basement of. Um, Absolutely not. Yeah, it's I mean, like the rest of the house is so terrifying to me that there's no physical way that I would go down into the basement. No, many ghost hunters come in with EVP equipment hoping to pick up whispers and voices, but once arriving, they actually realize that recording devices just aren't needed. You can hear the voices with your naked ear. Women doing research have reported being groped or grabbed by a spirit whom they believe to be the doctor. He also whispers in their ears. No, thank you. Super on brand for this house, though. You know, he's like, oh, whispers. I'll go with that. So, beds and sofas have visibly shaken and just, like, not just at night. Doors have slammed. Heavy, antique, solid wood doors with no breeze and no windows open slamming shut. That's not common. Frankly, the worst to me is the scents that can pass through the halls, including cologne, tobacco smoke, rancid meat, cooking cabbage, and Dirty medical bandages. So, like, pussy. Very specific. Right. Right. Like, pussy. Nasty bandages. Like, filled with gangrene. Right. Like, just gross. The recording equipment is also regularly disturbed in some way. And the best part, you can spend the night there. Doesn't that sound fun? No. No. (laughs) Oh, but for only two hundred dollars on a weekday, or. $300 on a weekend you can bring a group of 10 people or less and sleep among the vortex and tragedy
1: wait 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 so that's $10 for I mean no yeah $300 for 10 people yeah
0: I mean like it's worth it for like a girl's getaway yeah yeah like we could totally I don't know nobody's getting married but we could do a girl's getaway there I was thinking Uh we could do a bachelorette party there and it'd be fun as fuck but yeah I'd totally go
1: yeah okay
0: <laughs> i mean <laughs> where is this again it's in indiana i know people in it in indiana but uh yeah it's uh i don't remember where in indiana this uh, is you know what
1: it's okay we're, let's find something else a little closer I'm okay sure we okay we live in new england sounds so. good sounds good
0: <laughs> i don't want to get that on a plane far. for this no we could drive okay she doesn't want to be in a car with me for that long That's i like can understand 14 that. hours yeah it is like 14 hours do you know how many pee breaks you would have to take Oh, my God. So many pee breaks. So many pee breaks. I know. I have to pee again. I literally just peed before we started recording. It's insane. 20 minutes ago. I know. Exactly. Anyway. Sorry, guys. So that's actually hella reasonable, as we were saying. And they also allow live podcasts and ghost hunters. However, the property is not open to the public for tours yet. That seems like a missed opportunity for them. Totes my goats. The Travel Channel actually listed this home as the fourth scariest place in America, which is wild to me because prior to stumbling on it, I had never heard of it. And I feel like I've watched all those like top 10 scariest places or like- We
1: should look at like the top five at least of the scariest places in America and make sure we've covered them. I know.
0: I know. I'm like right there with you. So the property most recently changed hands in 2020 for a whopping $130,000. Yes, you heard me right. I mean, I would buy that shit just to live in it. Uh, <laughs> it's only a quarter of an acre of death-invested ground, but you will have tons <laughs> of roommates, which is pretty cool. Um, you can never be alone. <laughs> it's just like nobody sees prices like that anymore. So that's amazing. I've actually linked to the actual site for the house. So if you want to, you can book. But tell us about it and maybe we'll be a part of your 10 or less group, please. For me, at least. And there's also a ton of like photos, videos, and recordings that you can listen to. So if you're interested, I'd check that out.
1: There's one other thing that's super creepy about this place oh. that I don't think we mentioned Ooh. about the dolls.
0: Oh, God. So,
1: of course, there has to be a doll I probably but just there's like...
0: like subconsciously skipped over that because it stresses me. So
1: there are a bunch of dolls around the house and it said that, you know, Rachel is playing with the dolls and sometimes they just move on their own. Nope.
0: I'm out. I'm not staying there. They can vacate the doll. The dolls can leave and then I'll go in. But I'm not doing it with the dolls. I hate that. That was all. I hate that. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, we'll be back next week with uh, something a little more tragic. But hope you enjoyed this little mental break from all of the grossness after the West's. And I actually, I heard from a listener basically saying, oh my God, that was the worst thing I've ever heard in my lifetime. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you should have been on the end of researching it because it was pretty atrocious. I didn't want to sleep that night for sure. All right, guys. Thanks so much. And we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.